on this episode. That's absolutely true. Like, yeah. Small stuff bothers me way more than big stuff. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, I feel like you'd be an interesting guy to go to war with. Because, like, <laughs> something would be going downhill, and you would just be like, where is the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and the man with the burning question of are you taking number one or number two is my co-host. Adam Rather. First off, I specifically said I've never asked somebody that. So I have major beef uh, with people who when I'm at their house and I ask you, I say, hey, you want to use a restroom, which is really just a nicety. Exactly. Because I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I don't know why even people do that. I, and you know, I'm going to start saying, where is your bathroom? Exactly. Because I'm taking it back. I'm like, you're not going to tell them, ask me invasive questions. But the people who say, oh, is it going number one or number two? I'm going to start swinging on these fuckers. <laughs> it's such a rude thing to say. Because like, like, number one, none of your business. Number two, what if I say, uh, what are you gonna say if I say I'm gonna go take a shit? You gonna say, exactly. no, you can't do that in my house? Right. And if somebody ever does that to me, the garage I am is starting to smell. Their tires, <laughs> taking a shit in their car, and um, there we go. They're never gonna get over it. That took a turn. I mean, that went from a polite situation to now you're <laughs> fighting I'm and done with shitting it. in somebody's car. I'm done with it, Doug. It's the last straw. I'm 35 years old now. Enough of this clownishness. Wait, so what ha- What have you? you asked whether you want to use the bathroom and then they reply with the question? Yeah, like if you have to take a p- piss, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. If you have to take a shit, you can't do that. Uh-huh. And then if you, do, you always say one, I'm assuming, right? Is there a situation where First off, to? I don't want to be asked. Even if I had to go to, I would not say two. Right. Why would you lie right? to them? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to lie, Actually, but I just don't want to talk to my buddy about my yeah. bowel movement. I agree. You don't want to go to a dinner party and have the hostess be like, number one or number two. And then you're like, yeah. I I had some of the shrimp and I'm not feeling okay. I'm going to destroy but, this thing. Yeah, like if I'm at a dinner party and somebody leaves for 30 minutes, <laughs> right. I'm not addressing it. Exactly. Yeah, like, I'm letting it go. I hope they wash their hands and then I'm moving on. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, uh, there are people who are like, oh yeah, you can't shit in my house kind of a situation. Yeah. And that's just the height of rudeness, I think. I'm not saying I go around trying to purposely shit in people's houses. Yeah. But, like, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a restroom. When you, when you got to go, you got to go yeah. kind of thing, too. I just think that it's a rude thing for people to do. Yeah. You have that's to all. understand that if you invite someone over to their house, there's, like, a chance that they're going to take a dump in your toilet. Just yeah. get over yeah. it. It's like 1 in 20, but there's a chance. Yeah, there's a yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a little high. Yeah. 1 in 20 is a little high. Especially if you give them coffee. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, who's coming over here for coffee? Not me. No. <laughs> so we should probably say the name of the guest at this point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> got comedian Doug Sanders on, on the podcast. Oh, yes. Howdy. Welcome. Thank you. Not as, what am I supposed to say as a guest? I'm not supposed to say welcome, right? No. No, certainly not welcome. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying you're welcome? Like you're uh, saying, you're welcome that you uh, came out to our no, podcast. I just, I, I've <laughs> this got is a, getting off to a bad start. start. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I've got like a Midwestern thing where I will try to make you comfortable. So that was me being like, "Welcome to the place that I was invited to." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not a local comic. He's a local now. Yeah, local comic now, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. not from Houston, not from Texas. 
originally from, is it Ohio? Yeah. Ooh, what part of Ohio? I, I used to live there. Oh, yeah? Outside of Cleveland and then like Columbus for a couple of years. Okay. I yeah, was everybody. born and grew up in Kettering outside of Dayton. Outside of Dayton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Flyer? Are you a big Flyer fan? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the appropriate response. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a big Ohio fan? No. <laughs> that is also the appropriate yeah. response. Yeah, we can talk Ohio. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're from Texas originally, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Like I said, I feel... I feel very fortunate to have come out of Ohio with the genetics that I was blessed to have. So, so I don't see Ohio as like a, it's not like a, a backwoods, like like a Mississippi or like Alabama or Kentucky or or West Virginia, but so it's like, it's got nice areas, really nice areas, but just the people there when I was there were just really rude. They're rude compared to. Texans. I'm upset on behalf of Iowans. <laughs> Iowans? Ohioans. Ohioans. See, they, the name even sounds weird. Yeah. What uh, What are like, we talking about? Like public rudeness or like actual aggression? Like No, not New York yeah, yeah. rudeness. That's beyond the pale. Like those people yeah. are like, they're scum of the earth. Those people are animals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't say scum of the earth about a whole state, but um, but no, not like, not like in your face rude. Just mm. like, who are you? Don't talk to me. Don't wave at me. Like, I would wave at people, and yeah. they'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? I mean, tell me if your experience was different, but, like, I feel like there's a Midwest. It's, I, the best way I've ever heard it is the silence of the Midwest, where <laughs> it's basically, you will know everything about your neighbor across the street, but you'll never talk emotions, <laughs> and there's, like, an upsetness to any personal questions. Like That's, you could, <laughs> that's you, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very much like, I don't know, I have family members who I've known, and I know they're like very religious, but like if I were to be like, hey, did you go to church on Sunday? They'd be like, it's a violation of their privacy. <laughs> that's, that's so wild to me. Yeah. It's not, and it comes off as rudeness to Texas is just like, if you're not talking, you're uh-huh. being rude. Uh-huh. Like, I, is that fair to say? Like, is it in your experience of it? Yeah, I think that's, that's something more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't feel like they're flat out rude. They'll no. never like be openly rude. No. Yeah, not like New York. No. No. Or, New York or New York and New Jersey, Boston, those are completely yeah, different. Yeah. Which is crazy because if you ever go to Maine, like as far northwest as you or northeast as you can go, super nice people. Yeah. I've, but, the people there are great. I always spent a summer in Ohio. Mm. And it was in Worcester, so maybe my um Oh yeah, I know Worcester. My opinion is somewhat <laughs> skewed. Amish people yeah. were great though. Yeah. Amish people yeah. Are awesome. They're excited every time they see somebody. They seem like they want to know what's going on. Yeah. So I uh, did it. So I was in Ohio doing like an internship during college, and it was all a bunch of Texas State uh, kids going up to different parts of Ohio. But there was one of uh, one of the girls that went to Texas State. Believe it or not, Texas State um, not exactly known for its academic um, record, uh, and this girl, nice girl friend of mine was a stripper at the time and thought it was hilarious to flash Amish people. Like that was her favorite thing to do. Okay. And how did that go over? Great. Kids. <laughs> I'm sure these Amish kids fucking loved it. I guess. I don't know. Were they, what are they going to do? Catch us. We're in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just was the reaction like, Hey, we're excited or like, Oh my God, you just showed us something that's going to force us to go to hell. I would say the kids were on the whole mostly excited. And got yeah. kids, I'm talking like teenagers, right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The she parents went by the nursery probably and weren't super children. happy about it. Yeah, of course not. But they got to be used to that at this point. The titties being out. Yeah, 
When I see a, I think, think when it, I see a religious get, minority, my first thing isn't whip my junk out. So I would not say that's the first off. Reaction. There is a freaking night and day difference between junk and tits. Hundred percent. All right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is upset if they see a dick. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking! I'm upset when I see my dick. It's like this is not a pleasant experience. That's that's a whole different. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever been upset when you see uh, a topless woman? Yeah. Hundred percent. It, it, it's like it, uh, that's not your mom i mean i don't see my mom topless so much uh that much <laughs> it's like he doesn't know about the only fans yeah uh, it, it's, it's been like situations like um i don't know like a, a woman who is not taking care of herself physically that is like hey i'm peace love and happiness in the park and you're like i'm just trying to have a picnic or whatever, or like with my buddies and hang out and not see like some, you know, like where you're like forced to kind of notice, but not notice. And that's, yeah. stuff. it's upsetting. Like, it's like, that's not why I'm there. I'd be more annoyed by the general attitude of that person based on the way you're describing it. than yeah. I would be of the toplessness. Yeah. Like, I'm not I, excited about the toplessness, obviously, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. Cause actually speaking of, uh, there's a, in Columbus, there's like a, I think it's called Comfest Community Fest, mm-hmm. and it's like a day in the park. It's kind of their hippie-ish Bonnaroo, but there's always somebody who, like, you know, grew up protesting Vietnam that still wants to show off the goods. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with you like wanting to do that, but I have a problem that that's like that's involving that's changing how I'm behaving now. Where I'm like, I don't know whether to make eye contact or to look away all the time or like just enjoy my day. Yeah. It's not a, it's not always titties aren't always good. Well, I'm not saying it's always a good thing. I'm just saying that if you're upset about it, that says a little bit more about you than it does about I mean, I agree. Situation. Dick is always bad, but titties, yes, dick is, is always titties bad. aren't always good. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine if in like the things are changing, you know, world's evolving. Say things are, people are getting more, more and more progressive. I mean, there's obviously a pendulum, but do you think they'll ever, ever get to the point where a dicking is good. Like people are like, oh, I watched this movie just because dude hangs dong, and it's just like a pair of tits in a rom com. Oh, I have would, no idea. What do you think? I would doubt it. Yeah, I don't think that would happen. I, Actually, I feel like I do. Hear I feel about- like if you flash somebody as a woman in public, you may get like an indecent exposure. You do that as a man. Oh, you're, you're a fucking pedophile yeah. or some kind right. of like, yeah. uh, sex offender. No, I. I Where's the change? Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm kidding. I'm not going to fight that fight <laughs> yeah. at all. I'm worried we're going to go into like alt right topics. Yeah. Like, it's like, where's this yeah. going, Adam? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, there are stuff where uh, I feel like Richard Gere. I don't know the movie, but I feel like I've heard people be like, oh, yeah, Richard Gere did full frontal. Did he? I think so. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I've already seen, been done in film. I've seen maybe oh, like two of his movies. Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, American Pie's got it. Um, yeah. Remember when movies. we were talking about nice things like Ohio and then we just <laughs> went way off course? No, we were talking about Ohio and I was like, man, to make Ohio seem nice, we got to talk about some really fucked up stuff. So, no, yeah. I'm kidding. I had no major beef with Ohio. I spent a summer there. It seemed very gray where I was uh, yeah. like a lot of clouds even during the summer uh-huh. oddly enough everyone had cornhole and that's where i first saw that game um bueller's was the name of a restaurant uh, no a supermarket mm-hmm. people were less than friendly mm. not rude 
I would say less than friendly is probably a better way of putting it. Were they just cold? Not yeah. they just didn't engage you. They didn't engage, and like I feel like if I tried to engage them, which was my whole reason for being there, was engaging these people. Right. Uh, they were not thrilled about it. See, that is one thing I did notice when I moved to Texas. There's a lot more people that are just strangers that are willing to just have a casual conversation, a friendly chat with you at like the grocery store, the auto parts, so like wherever you are. And it took me like probably like six months to get used to that. Now it's normal. Yeah. But like if I go somewhere else, I do notice that. If I go to a different state, I'm like, geez, these people are kind of standoffish. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not in Texas anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a thing about like Texas where it just, uh, it's got the gun side, so it's got like the threat of violence, right. but it's also got the like you also have to go over the top as far as like in socialness right. or whatever. Like I think it's it helps people be on better terms, but it's also like when you go other places, there's no threat of somebody killing you if right. you're not nice to them. So they're just like ah whatever, like yeah. leave them alone, let them be. And yeah. Texas is kind of like a it's a complicated it's, it's a it's a complicated place because it goes from like we have guns down to Oh, you know, like what we were just talking about. And then it goes back out to don't get killed on the road because everyone's just going to run you over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. It's, it's bad. <laughs> so what brought you to Texas? Um, basically like a life switch. Like I was living in Chicago at the time and then I wanted just kind of like a whole different thing or whatever. So mm. life switch. How'd you get to Chicago from Ohio? Chicago, first job out of college or whatever. So, like, that was the first one. And then Chicago's, like, kind of the big city that uh, swoops up everybody who's mm. trying to get out of Ohio. So, I, that I'd makes say, sense. like, it's not too far away. I would think, uh, yeah. That or New York. I mean, really? It's not really a split between the two, but no, that's I mean, Chicago gets a lot more transplants from Ohio. That makes sense. Yeah. That's what's crazy about being raised in Texas is, like, and I think most of America, it's like to go to a different state, like the concept of day tripping to a different state in Houston is impossible. Mm. Like you could day trip to the casino boats in Louisiana. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. And yeah, the, New Orleans is the day trip. Yeah. 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 And like you can live up north, like northeast, you can go to Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, all a whole bunch of different places in a day. No problem. Yeah. Ohio to Chicago is like six hours. So like Ohio or sorry, Houston to New Orleans is like five hours. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Basically, but you're passing two states. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different thing for them. Yeah. States are lucky to have you there for the time that they do. <laughs> but um, Ohio known for having the most presidents, I think still. Really? Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. presidents, most astronauts. Yep. Uh, I don't want to do all my bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you were in Chicago. Yeah. First job. You went to Ohio State, right? Yes. Please, dear the God. Ohio <laughs> State University, yeah. Please talk to somebody. Is it Big Ten, right? Or Big Ten? Or is it's it Big, Big Ten, even though now we have like 12 or 13 teams. Yeah. <laughs> Look, talk to whoever you got to talk to to get Kansas State into y'all's conference. My buddy's about mm. to kill himself. Because he went to my buddy Brock. Oh, yeah. He played football at Kansas State. Mm. And they're in the Big 12, which is now it's 10 teams randomly. It's like yeah. they swapped. Yeah. But um, the two biggest schools in their conference, UT and Ohio, uh, Oklahoma University, mm-hmm. both going to SEC. Oh, okay. so my buddy, he's on suicide watch right now. He's <laughs> is he like first second year or something like that? Or no, he's like... great. Played football on the team like years. He's my age, so like this is years. Oh, ago. he's out, and he's still suicidal <laughs> about this. He's like college football. I mean, football was his whole life. So yeah, yeah, he's still, yeah. He played on the team. You got a bit more of a rooting interest than. 
somebody who just went to that school. Yeah. But he, um, he's obviously still a huge sports fan. I mean, he's not really suicidal, but yeah, <laughs> we yeah. just we give him a hard time. But um, yeah. obviously, his school is fucked. Yeah. yeah. Football wise, sports wise. Yeah, it's the big conferences. Oh, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole for the nth time. How many times have we gone down that rabbit hole before? College sports should not be a thing. You're there to get educated. I'm tired of paying extra tuition for these fucking athletes. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. You got a bone to pick, huh? I do. You look like somebody who was angry at athletes. I actually. Your life. <laughs> I was like, actually since like, you were little. You're actually, like, that kid's going to pick for pickup ball. Fuck I that play guy. sports. <laughs> I played sports yeah. as a kid. And in college, I was like in like the the athletics like group, like the people who would go to a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, and I love, I still love sports to a degree, mm. but just you have student loans. You're like, oh, a decent chunk of this is because we had to have all these athletes on my dime. Oh, you're totally going zero sum game. You're like, they're taking this away they, from me. Well, they are. <laughs> I mean, it's the whole yeah. the whole college is a scam to a large degree. It should not be as expensive as it is. This is not the podcast I agreed to. <laughs> no, trust me, I'm glad I got my degree, but like the 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 costs of college, the costs of like uh, of housing, have outpaced like literally everything else in society by like a huge degree. There's a good Vox documentary. This is bringing you back in. Mm. Bring up Vox. People love that. <laughs> <laughs> that talks right. about the, how these things are out of control. Look, I think everyone should get an education. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I actually would be willing to have a conversation about free college, but it's got to be reformed big time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a money scheme. All the requisites and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 And There's the definitely cost, that aspect. Yeah, yeah. The cost, when our parents were going to college for a class... Oh, it's crazy different. That's what I'm saying. It's they it's, would, it's they, not tethered to reality. Yeah, they would have a quarter pounder, and then they would be like, I'll skip the fries so I can pay my student loan bills. And that's not how it is. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's yeah. like, yeah. I'll yeah. skip uh, having a house, having a car, having any kind of social life for several years yeah. to pay for it. Yeah. That's why I, I think I heard Obama maybe... When he was running Doug, for his second Obama's term. Obama's not president anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> but it, it, he was running for his second term, and then while he was running for his second term, he just paid off his student loans. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he was a senator and, like, whatever. Like, that's that's nuts that the leader of the free world just paid off his loans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, there's something wrong there. There's something majorly wrong there. It's yeah. like... But it's, also, I will say, I loved having the state-of-the-art shit. Like, that was totally got me into Ohio State. It was like, here's this workout facility that I'm going to hit every day. All that stuff never went. That's my <laughs> point. Four years. That's my fucking point. Four they years. suck you in with all this cool shit yeah. that nobody uses. I mean, I used the stadium as far as, like, watching football. That was amazing. But, <laughs> yeah. like, they had a multiple millions of dollars new facility that I was like, I can work out this for free every day. I'm going to be ripped. Right. I gained 30 pounds and never <laughs> lost it. Yeah. Like, that's how it goes. Yeah, it's a big yeah. fucking scam. I mean, it's, I loved the time. Like, it was the most chill time of my life by far. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Were you like the uh, acoustic guitar player? What were you like no, in college? I was, I was very much like a, a wallflower in college. I was yeah. very chill, just hanging out with a small group of friends. Okay. Like, I was really, my whole plan was to get in and get out. Like mm. I was ready. Like I was, went to college a little later than some people. Like I graduated when I was twenty four, twenty five. 
Okay. But uh, I didn't go straight to college. I went to community college. Okay. Got my associates uh, there, and then the community college kids—they're all business. Like yeah. I think they like they didn't have the chance right away, so they actually take it seriously. They're like, "I'm here for a job. Like I'm here to learn." Yeah. If you think I'm upset about the cost of college now, <laughs> if I had student loans from four plus years of college, hmm. I would be marching on the Capitol. Like losing my shit. I mean, I'm uncomfortable again. Can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> the state capital, state capital. <laughs> Who's our, is it Greg Abbott? He's the governor. Yeah. Fix the shit, Greg. It's my dad's name, actually. Yeah, I'm sure Greg <laughs> Abbott is listening to this podcast right now. We have a breath. very, uh, no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're on many people's red lists. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so you, when did you start doing comedy? Uh, I was like 20, I was late, like 28, 29, something like that. So a little, little late in the game. I always liked it. I never even thought about doing it until like 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was in Chicago and down in Houston. Uh, down in Houston of actually wanting to do it. But I was like, I was kind of that guy who would like regularly go to live shows all the time or whatever. I saw Chappelle a bunch. I saw, I met Chappelle in college. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I was working at a coffee house and he like an hour away from me li- where he lived and he came in or whatever. So I was always like a huge comedy fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he recognize your greatness whenever he walked in? No, he told me to get a fucking latte. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those were his exact words. Get no. a fucking latte. Yeah, yeah. No, but he was he was genuine. This is during the time after he quit the Chappelle show and like the dark period before everybody knew that he was coming back out. Mm-hmm. And he was super nice. Like I, I told him how much I'd, I'd seen killing himself. I like I think 70 times by that point. Yeah. So I told him that. He was super nice, shook my hand, whatever, took time. And then I remember there was some dude in line that was like, oh, hey, I saw the show last night. And he's like, I'm not getting paid for it anymore. And like, just kind of took his time with everybody, like genuinely seemed nice. Mm -hmm. So that always struck me. Were you at uh, Rudd's or Secret Group whenever he came in town? Yeah, I was up though like early. I think I was like the second or third spot that night, and then I was I was home and sleeping. Oh no! So I woke up to a bunch of messages being like Chappelle. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, a similar story. I actually was not. I wasn't on the list that week. I didn't even sign up for that week. But yeah. for whatever reason, I was dropping Pedro off at Rudd's. Okay. And I was gonna go in and check it out, and like he had, he had done some sh- stupid shit where he had to make up some lame excuse as to why he was late. Uh-huh. He didn't want people to know that I, 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 I had literally, we were out doing something else and I was dropping him off. He's like, oh, if you come in here, they'll know that the story is not true kind okay. of a thing. So I didn't go in, come to find out that was the night that Chappelle went up. Yeah. I, there's no chance in hell I would have stayed to what the point where he went on. Yeah. But I heard like, there was like a buzz though. Like, oh shit, you might want to stick around kind of a thing. Okay. Mm. But so if I had gone in, I might've gotten to see that. Yeah. But I was at the secret group whenever he came there. I got somebody, thank God, Eddie Avila's sent me a message like, dude, come to Secret Group, Chappelle's on stage right now, you're missing it, because I was hanging out with my brother in Conroe that night, and was driving home, I freaking turned around so fast, got to go (laughs) see uh, probably about an hour and a half of him on stage, and then saw his karaoke, which was interesting. Nice. Did he do uh, Radiohead? Yeah, he did. Nice. Yeah, That seemed to be his go-to. It must be, yeah. Yeah. And people kept trying to film it. Like, Stop filming it. <laughs> yeah. In the moment. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I, I got a gripe that I want to bring. I don't even know if it's a gripe. Someone's grinding your gears? <sighs> I don't want to Peter Griffin it. No. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I've started going to fast food restaurants so much 
He does know this podcast. Dude. Yes. <laughs> okay, you guys go on. Yeah. We talk about food yeah, yeah. a lot. All the time. Oh, I could talk about food for hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could do that. So I go to fast food joints so much that I know the workers. And I oh, like yeah. being a regular, but like now I've gotten a guy, the guy at McDonald's now gives me food tips. Like I, I asked for Cajun dipping sauce with my um, chicken nuggets. And he looked at me and he's like, if you like pizza, you got to try it on pizza. <laughs> And I don't McDonald's like, pizza. Uh, no, that that McDonald's has pizza. That if you're having pizza, try the sauce on pizza. On pizza, which the way he whispered to it was very nice, uh-huh. but it was a level of intimacy that made me horrified. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just that Ohio in yeah. you. Like, dude, that's just a nice Southerner telling you a tip. He is He's giving you. The keys to the kingdom, yeah, Doug. But nobody else was around, and he whispered it, and he like <laughs> leaned in, and I was like, "All right, I got to get my life together." Like, it might be a little sweet on you. It wasn't that. It was. It wasn't a sexual vibe at all. It was just a straight up like I have this tip that I, because I know you so well, would like to give you. <laughs> yeah, you spend a little bit too much time at that McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, I've gained a lot of weight during the last two years, but that's not the point. First off. <laughs> I can't believe we sped right past this. Why the fuck are you going into the McDonald's? I didn't go in. It was a drive-thru. So this guy leaned out of a drive-thru, whispered into your ear, maybe tickled, tickled it a little bit, and then gave <laughs> why, you Why sauce. are you continuing to make this sexual? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> how, how do you whisper through a drive-thru? He just, he, all right, so he's the guy at the cashier. Story's full of holes is all I'm saying here. <laughs> no, no, no. Guy gives me, whatever, I give the order, pull yeah. around. He's the first window. He's not the food drop-off. He's right. the uh, cash drop-off. So he looks at me and is like, oh, you got the Cajun sauce? Leans in and then says that. See, he leans in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't very lean- much one of those hitch kind of a situations. <laughs> he doesn't he lean went out the window. Of the way, you went 20% of the way. I get it, yeah. You're referencing a Will Smooth movie from it's a Kevin 12 years James ago. Movie number one. That is such a white guy version of saying that. He's like Will Smith was not the star. It was definitely Kevin. I didn't see Will Smith doing the dancing and the, the keeping it to here. Keep it, I yeah. actually never saw that movie. Doesn't appeal to me, but I know the references. Too many minorities in it, or what? <laughs> it just was there, feels was there like, more than one? No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that had, um, was that the one with Rosario Dawson? Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. Dear God. Her and the other guys. Oh, my God. That movie is so funny. That movie is very funny. That's the one with Will Ferrell. Yeah, Yeah. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. And she's like really into Will Ferrell. And Mark Wahlberg is like, why is she into you? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Say say bye to her. (laughs) Make sure she knows that. Yeah. That's the funniest shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, I'm glad you're getting your McDonald's. I. I'm not trying to rip you apart for this McDonald's situation. No, go for it. Go for it. Nuggets? Just, just stop sexualizing a, it. A grown man getting nuggets. Yeah, I get nuggets. What's wrong with nuggets? They're not meat. They're some Nothing kind of, at McDonald's is have meat. Have you seen them make nuggets? Like They're pink. It's like, yeah. it's like pink goo. Yeah. I hate this argument for fast food. I don't watch a lot of things up front or whatever, <laughs> but I true. like the end result. I that like is... my iPhone. I don't want to know how it got there. That's very fair. <laughs> but So why do I give a shit what the chicken nugget looks like before they actually cook it? I will say, yeah, that's not my major beef with it. You're right. All right, all right. You're right. My beef with it is the flavor. 
Has that, none. Yeah, that's what the Cajun sauce is for. <laughs> Nobody goes to McDonald's for flavor. You go there because things are going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to tiptoe around, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go to Taco Bell all the time. Yeah. Why do you think, like, even Chick-fil-A has all the different sauces? You don't go there for the nuggets. Yeah. You go there to get the Chick-fil-A sauce, the Polynesian sauce. Mm. That's why they sell it at grocery stores now. What they aren't selling their nuggets at grocery stores. They're selling the sauce. Yeah, I own the Chick-fil-A sauce. So do I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes a little different, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah, I can't put my finger on what's different, but it's, it's a little bit... It's a tad different. Yeah. I don't know what they do differently. Take the homophobia out of it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if that was the case? They found yeah. out that hatred actually makes things taste better. Are you doing my bits? <laughs> what? Oh, do you uh, have a bit about that? Yeah, that racist whiskey one. Oh, yeah. That's Pappy like Van Winkle. That's an old one, though. You didn't bring that back because they have a Netflix documentary about the Pappy Van Winkle theft. It was like this big thing. Oh, some guy stole a bunch of it? Or a what bunch happened? of it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had to go to, I don't know if he went to prison briefly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And it was all about Pappy Van Winkle. I was okay. like, oh, I should tell Doug about this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a good bit. Oh, that's not what I was driving for this. Yeah. Something about Doug says something about it's good to be racist, I think is what he was saying. I think it was the crux. I'm going to have to watch Adam butcher this bit in front of my (laughs) eyes. No, I'm just going to miss... Like, um, misrepresent it, represent it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doug's uh, defending racism. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it's like that movie was about Kevin James and this yeah. show. <laughs> Did you have you seen Hitch? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, was it on a date? Uh, it could have been, it was like high school era, so I don't remember. <laughs> Did you wa- wa- what? I, I see, I think it's because I haven't had a, like a ton of like long term relationships, mm-hmm. so I've never had to endure rom coms. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy them? Do I enjoy them? Yeah. Uh no, but I've seen like I feel like there's a era of high schoolness where if you are around girls you're going to watch a rom-com. Yeah. And I also I don't mind. I was big into uh a lot of like the metrosexual stuff that was coming out, like uh Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and stuff like that. Like I will watch Sex in the City. I will watch the whole season. Well, I mean you talking about that show about Mr. Big? Yeah. It's not about the girls. It's about Mr. Big. Yeah, I, I saw what you were doing there. Yeah, I did <laughs> I did a joke that references um, Sex and the City. Mm. And I feel like people who are go out, going out to comedy shows, I feel like Sex and the City is like kind of, that's old school. Like, you have to have a certain age. If you're not yeah. 30 plus, you're not going to get a Sex and the City reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a different era. End of an era. I watched the whole thing. Wait, so you never watched rom-coms? No. You've never seen most, one? Not most or of them. I've seen a handful here and there, but yeah. very, very infrequent. Never yeah. seen The Notebook. That's yeah. not a rom-com. That's like, it's just a romance movie. Yeah. It's just an Alzheimer's movie. Yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no <laughs> yeah. comedy in that whatsoever. There's no Kevin James. There's no... None it doesn't of the appeal stuff. to me to, to, to most, for the most part. I, no, I don't go out of my way to watch them, but I feel like if you have women in your life, like yeah, you just kind of have to watch. Yeah, you're gonna start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the same way, like I've I've had multiple ex partners watch their first college football game with me, and it's like they didn't want to do that. Yeah, but they cared about me. That's one thing. There's a couple things. uh, If you do the, I don't know if you have ever done the online Mm -hmm. dating thing. You seem like the type that like, no, I don't need to. Which uh, I mean, I've done it in eras. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Done it what? Like eras of my life. I haven't done it consistently, but when right, I was single, right. yeah. Well, I haven't done it consistently. By that, I mean I haven't gotten dates from it consistently. Yeah. But um, I so when I see these profiles, there's a couple things that I'm like, this is a lie. One that's like over the top. I love sports. I'm like, mm, no, you, no, no, you don't. Okay. Uh, and another one is like, uh, all I'm all I care about is humor. Like those are two that's like. You know that guys want to hear these things. And I'm sure guys do the same thing. Guys are like, oh, I love to travel. And even if they're not big, like they've traveled like twice in the last 15 years, they're going to still say that they enjoy it because they know that's what they like. Or yeah. have, guys will have dogs in their pictures. That's not their fucking dog. It's just a scam to, get, to hook people. Yeah. I feel like the sports one is the female dog. All right. So the sports one... You've never met a girl who actually likes sports then? I have met, or like, obviously Dusty is big into sports. Dusty loves sports, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's genuine. I dated a girl in college that was an Astros fan, like casual though, casual yeah. Astros fan. I've never met a girl who's like sitting, and I'm not saying they don't exist, I'm sure that plenty of them do. Huh. But I've never uh, met a girl who's like sitting there like watching PTI around the horn. Yeah. Watching every Astros, or every Astros game, every Rockets game, all this stuff. I feel like I'm just imagining you reading profiles and getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, this isn't what you like. <laughs> Is looking- that your experience? Like, does your blood pressure go up as you're no, sleeping? No, not, yeah, a little bit. But uh, yeah. <laughs> for me, look, I did a joke about it, too. Um, like, And I'm sure it's just the same way for men. Like, male profiles are the same way. Is that... Yeah. All women, not all, but a lot of women, like probably 80% on a dating profile, will have something about loving travel, which everyone loves travel. Traveling is fun. Yeah. Vacationing is fun. Yeah. Who doesn't like going to new destinations? So, yes, everyone likes that. But all mm-hmm. like that, no, this is my thing. I'm like, okay. And then all of them, like, they'll have like... Stuff like that. Well, then let me ask, what did you lead with? What was your, like, leading, uh, what's, what's I love travel. Angle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rom-coms? No. Long walks on the beach. Yeah. Goofy conversations that go nowhere. Because I think that's the problem everybody gets with online dating is, like, they, they feel uh, disingenuousness to the presentation, but that's, that is, like, somewhat, it's hard to define yourself in that box i tell you what this fucking guy over here <laughs> i'm gonna bring it up a thousand times what's he doing we had enrique chacon on the podcast love enrique and also just had a birthday happy birthday enrique yeah yes. so yesterday right i think so yeah. yeah um so we were all, he was on and we were talking about online dating and stuff like that mm. and he's like let me see your phone he got pulled out his profile and he's just like making shit up on the fly he's like oh it says this Oh, we're gonna we're gonna juice this up a little bit. What are you into? And he just words it really good. Yeah. And he's been dating this girl for how long? Almost now? a year now. Almost a year now because of this. Like it was like yeah. within a week. It was just two weeks later. I, I think she her. hit you up. Yeah. <laughs> within yeah. Uh, two weeks. So what was your lead? Do you remember what your leading angle was? Or like, do you because his leading angle? Yeah. Was leading. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was travel. Yeah. Because Enrique was like, girls love to travel. He's like, do a palm emoji and like just stuff like that. He goes, chicks love emojis. The thing was, and I asked Listen her, to the episode. I, she, I had yeah. her listen to the episode. Then I said, 
uh, later on, like a month or so later, I was like, what did you notice? She's like, oh, the emojis caught my eye. And yeah. I'm like, it works. It's yeah. it's what works. And whenever yeah. you listen to the episode, I'm like, I'm like, Rick, that's not that. Yeah, ridiculous. he was like all dubious, like oh, all this that's bullshit. Like, yeah, see through this. That's they how, did not. I'll say this. For how weird Enrique is, he's the most, it'll sound like total BS, but it'll actually work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's such an easy guy to root for. I uh, love Enrique. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, a little essay. Do your fucking artwork, Enrique. <laughs> I, I uh, commissioned him to do some art, and he's slacking his ass off. I don't care if it's your birthday. But uh, no, he's a good dude. He, I did. I bought a. A picture he made. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, you gotta show me. It's in my room, um, nice. in my closet. Cause um, a little upset with you, Enrique. Do your <laughs> shit. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but got into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when yeah, you got here know. into Houston, like, what was the process? When did you like? Did you go? You obviously you were gone out to shows for a while. So yeah. you had an idea of st- were you going out to like local shows? Yeah. So you like, had an idea as to how bad people could be. Hey, that wasn't even the, I actually, I feel like I liked a lot of the people <clears> or whatever, <throat> most for the most part. The first uh, six months that I was down here, I started going to open mics. I went to go see the now closed joke joint or mm-hmm. whatever. They had the open mic on Wednesdays. Yep. And then I started t- writing up bits somewhere around that time. And then I just happened to talk to a guy named Matt Wallace who uh younger comedian and he just was like yeah try out whatever he kind of pushed me and then started up from there nice yeah how long you been doing it now about four or five years i'm I'm bad with time but four-ish years someone yeah do you remember where you went to to do your first mic was it at joke joint no is that i did do the joke joint one but the first one was at saint dane's yeah uh yeah it was a lot of people's first one yeah it was very much like a AC dripping on you, loud, <laughs> nobody paying attention. You just like crafted your five minute bit about having sex with Hitler, and then it did like, you? I think it was something like that. It didn't work. It definitely didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And then just like three minutes in, it was like the first feeling of being like, "Oh, I I have to do this for another two minutes because I have nothing else to say." <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody laughed at like minute four thirty or mm. whatever, and then. That, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, and it was probably just because I was doing something bad. Like, yeah. It was, probably wasn't about the material. It was an ironic laugh. <laughs> it might have been, yeah. It was a comic yeah. in the back, like, oh my god, this guy's bombing. Could have been, yeah, it could have been, yeah. You remember the first joke that you did that like hit really hard? It was like a reliable, like, oh, this is definitely going in my set. Yeah, the first one that I liked. It's a little bit longer, but it's like, uh, so like my grandfather was looking at me. And he saw me messing around on Facebook. So he's like, all right, what, what's Facebook? So I'm like, all right, the status, this, uh, you know, like profile picture. And he was like, oh, yeah, we, we got that for old people. We have old people Facebook. And uh, I was like, what's that? And so he pulls something out from behind the couch, drops it in my lap. I look down, and it's uh, the obituary section of the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. He's like, status update, Esther is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good joke. I like that joke. It's long though. Like I, I even like looking back, I'm like, I could shorten that up or whatever. But it's like the first one where you're like, all right, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you thought years ago you could trim it up. Still haven't. Still have not. Yeah. And spent valuable podcasting time telling the whole thing. Yes. Not for sure. <laughs> yes. 
Oh man, you do have like a very unique style uh, on stage as compared to like the most of the Houston comics. What it, I, I was trying to, I was trying to, I'm trying to get better about how I'm perceived, but I feel like that's the most confusing part of like the first couple booked? of years. No, no, no. Just on stage, like everybody's thing. Because I feel like when you're watching somebody else's thing, you're like, oh, this guy is into whatever. Like, I feel like Nate Bergazzi has like a certain style where you're like, it's very definable. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, he's an everyman. He's whatever. But I feel like so many of like the first five years of comedy and stuff like that is not even really knowing 100% how people are like judging you mm-hmm. off the basis. So what do you mean by that, I guess? Like, I'd say you have a very like relaxed conversational style. Relax. It's a very okay. confident mm-hmm. style. Okay. It's like Jeselnik, but without the meanness. That kind of like, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's yeah. like kind of very calm. Or the credits, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or talent. Um, but <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, you're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> Doug's like you son of a bitch. But um, but yeah, I would say yeah, calm, confident, um, conversational. That's nice. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's just hard to tell because I feel like uh, you do the first couple of years and you're just like, ah, this kind of jokes or whatever. Like, I don't know. I have a lot of Asian jokes, but I don't come off as visually Asian. Like, it's just hard to tell. Uh-huh. But yeah, I try I to be never. Relaxed. I would never. I mean, you may have a bunch of them. That I just never noticed, but I would never even think. I know you have like a couple. Because you talk about like your family. Like, yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't remember a whole lot of Asian jokes. No, the relaxed thing is good, though. I'm I'm like. I'm basically anxious all the time, so that's really that's impressive for I me. I didn't come yeah. across. No, I just look calm when I'm anxious. Yeah, yeah. I've been told by multiple people at this point that I am angry. <laughs> that's yeah, the energy that, yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. I need to. Oh, that's the the way I need to go and develop that. I'm like, hmm. yeah, so I can die when I'm 50 of a heart <laughs> attack. That sounds great. Yeah, but um, You're like they won't they won't swipe for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause like I like I like doing like crowd work or riffing from time to time. Yeah. So, and when I do, it tends to be like that kind of like I'm calling somebody out or messing with somebody. Okay. And that tends to go well. I'm like, oh, so you're saying that my unprepared material <laughs> is better than my prepared material? That's a double edged sword of crowd work. It's yeah, like, oh, that went well, and I also didn't develop any of the jokes that I've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you do anything to assist yourself in like getting better at comedy? Did you like read any books or study anything? Uh, no books. I think I just kind of immersed myself in like writing. And then I was like kind of five, six nights a week for whatever years. And I was like, at a certain point, I'm going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, like books, I've started to read some like late night ones to just refamiliarize myself with like the structure of jokes and things like that. If I'm going through like a writer's block, but nothing to like develop. So where are you doing the majority of your writing? Uh, a lot of it, like just pen and paper, or, like computer or whatever, and then taking it up on stage that night. I've gotten incredibly lazy. With are you a pen and paper co- writer or what? Oh, uh, computer, one hundred percent. I go. Which I think it hurts the ability to memorize things. Yeah, because I just type it out, and then it's like might as well be a group chat. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna remember it anymore. If you actually sit down and write it, maybe that'll help. Because I, yeah. I have a really really hard time remembering sets probably because like i mix them up all the time yeah so i don't have like a set thing where i do every single time okay which yeah. is not good because you need to have something where you can get sharp and then you move on mm-hmm. and then or if you get a certain amount of the sharp where you get the crowd going and then you try out some new stuff yeah. to know if it actually really works but if you're constantly changing things up looking at your phone and shit like that like it's hard to get into a 
bit much of a rhythm. Mm. Also, none of my jokes till recently are based on like true stories or reality. It's just like, this is funny to me. I thought of this. It seems like it'd be funny on stage. And I did this storytelling uh, show, Ride, Care, Ride Share Confessions. Yeah. Um, and it was based on a true story. Did like nine plus minutes of the story. At no point did I have to look at my phone because I knew the story. Like, this is reality. Yeah. So I was like, man, maybe if I have more jokes like this, it'd be easier to memorize. Yeah. Was it, was that, was the style of that show to actually get laughs though? Yes. Or was it more? So depends on who you ask. Okay. It's definitely, it's supposed to be true stories. Mm. So obviously you want to get laughs. It's like, it's a comedy show. Yeah. Some people took it as, no, I'm just going to go up there and tell a story, a true story. Okay. That's important to me. Like, and no laughs. I've seen that happen. Okay. And then we have people who go up there like, I'm going to try to story, storify or store, like turn a joke I have that works into a somewhat of a story. So, the one I was on, Sandra was on it and Trey were on it, and they're both hysterical. Yeah, yeah. And they just Sandra. did their they just did their act. So I'm like, yeah. so they like they crushed. Like uh, Christopher Riddle and I were on it, and we both did st- stories, mm. and like um, we did well. Like, but they came on and just like murdered. Mm. But so the crowd, I don't know. It's kind of tricky. So anytime, anytime you have a theme show, like too soon. Some people will write all new material yeah. for too soon. Yeah. Some people will try to shoehorn their current jokes into, like they'll start by a topic that will lead to their current jokes that work. Mm. And some people will just do their act. Mm. So I'm always, if I'm on a themed show, I'm going to try to be 100% on that theme. Okay. I feel like that's what the, the booker wants. Well, that's, as an audience member, I think that's what a lot of people want, too. If you're going to a show that's themed, mm-hmm. you're going to want to. But I wonder how many of those people are going to it because it's themed versus they're going to it because it's a comedy night and they just wanted to get out. Well, I can tell you. Because they definitely seem to, to enjoy the non-themed material <laughs> if just as much, if not more. It definitely more. It depends on the story, though, because I've been to a couple of, you know, storytelling shows and the story i can't tell you the stories because they weren't memorable Mm -hmm. i can tell you about like the story where someone said something that was funny because it made me laugh so hard right cantwell's good at storytelling oh yeah yeah and making me double check my door and make sure it's locked every night (laughs) have you ever done any storytelling storytelling material uh no i've had a couple like longer ones but that's just because i didn't like refine as much I feel like when you talk about your family, um, What's that? that's kind of telling a story. You talk about like, raised like in Ohio, yeah, trailer park. Like I something guess about motorcycles. I think or motorcycles, or scooters, or motorcycles, or go karts. Am I thinking of? I don't know. I can't remember. A better comic. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you do. You talk about your family and stuff like that. That's yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I try to. Um, try to make everything funny and feel like it has themes and stuff like that. But I'm not like, a, I'm not like a, here's 10 minutes. That's my whatever spaghetti joke or whatever it is. Yeah. It was very different. Yeah. I liked it though. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like even, I don't know if you'd consider it stand up at all, but I like even watching like the moth or like, you know, short podcasting snippets or whatever you want to call those. I hear great things about moth, uh, which dusty hosts this thing called moth where they basically, 
It's it's supposed to be like storytelling, right? But it doesn't have not doesn't have to be funny. Yeah, it's like ten minute. I think ten minutes storytelling. You get randomly picked out of the audience, so it's like also spur of the moment. It's right. a lot of like unpracticed, you know, people from all disciplines, all that stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, but I've never been to one. Obviously, they're on pause right now. Yeah, kind of COVID. Last time I asked Dusty, she said that she's trying to get it started back, but nice. it's all like centralized in some like New York headquarters. So yeah, it's like an NPR brand or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a fun show. I'd like to go to it. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you run into this at all? Um, where you talk to somebody like, ah, I do comedy and then they ever like, Oh, do you know? So-and-so like somebody I don't know or somebody I actually know a local know. comic. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Who has been, who have you had been asked that about more than anyone? Nobody in particular. Why? I feel like we're getting just a why. Who, who do people ask I, Adam about <laughs> all the time? Dusty. Like, yeah nine, like nine times out of ten somebody oh do you know it's dusty yeah it's a that's pretty cool yeah dusty's very integral huh yeah yeah, yeah very yeah. integral to like houston comedy mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah oh. but like and the i went on a date one time and this girl she talked about moth she, that was like mm. something she liked to do mm. and then she's like yeah this girl who does it she's, like, she's so so funny i was like nice. oh. and you know i think her name's really memorable too that helps yeah yeah i can see that What's your or what's your go to date? I'm I'm interested ever since Adam was talking about being on online dating. Go to date? Yeah, I haven't seen you talk to a woman, so I'm like not sure. First like, off, what motherfucker. <laughs> First off, I am you seeing me at work. I'm going to comedy shows. Yeah. I'm there to go to get get up. I'm not gonna be trying to hit on a bunch of No, comics. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying I just don't know. Like I know there's another part to your life I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, um for example, I'm going on a date tomorrow motherfuckers um for everybody who hasn't doesn't have the visuals of what just happened adam just stopped looked at both of us (laughs) shrugged and went fuck (laughs) y'all and neither of us disbelieved him at any point we're just like just tell your story uh but i'm big on like um first date you just go somewhere it's pretty casual like Mm. you could go to like a bar you go get coffee you can go yeah anywhere it depends on the day typically like if you're going during the week you're not going to go to the bar, obviously, because everyone has to go to work the next day. Yeah. But um, usually just be for something that's very, like, low-key. Like, maybe it's, like, a, maybe it's a meal. Yeah. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's a drink. That's cool. What uh, What's tomorrow going to be? What's on the game plan? We're going to get a drink, yeah. Get a drink, okay. Probably go to a State Fair. It's a bar. Oh, uh, I haven't been to that. Is it's it good? nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, and actually, since you guys are into food, what's your food stuff? Like, are you guys chain restaurants? Are you guys local? Like, what's your, what do you guys talk about on this? Well, we've talked like, about a lot. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about a lot of food stuff over the, over the year and change. But um, most of it, I would say, is low-end food stuffs. Low-end? We've talked, well, when, especially when Jolly was here, we talked a lot about fast food. Dude, yeah. Jolly, Jolly's amazing. Yeah, I love yes. Jolly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen him do karaoke? Uh yes. Yeah. He puts it all he puts it all out there. He leaves it all out in the field and I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Jolly is just so huggable. Like he's like the person <laughs> where like you're like life is hard and he yeah. just makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Jolly. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um you know, we talked about we did a podcast that was like top five fast food places. There you go. We're gonna do another food extravaganza episode with with Jolly and and Dan, and that should be a good time. Oh yeah, nice. But what well, like what do you like? What's like, 
What do you want? We to know? talked a little bit about like um, different cuisines. I think that's probably what we end up going to do or something like that. Or top like your. Have I talked to you about this? I think it, the idea of like your death row meal. Like putting oh, it together, I, like your perfect death row meal. meal. That would yeah, be yeah, fun. Yeah. Because yeah. we do it like a draft. Yeah. When we do topics like that. Yeah. So we'll go like round robin with, on that. Yeah, that be a good so time. Good. What would you put? A, give us a sneak peek. What would you put in your your prison <sighs> meal? On the death row meal? Yeah. Um. All right. Definitely going some kind of ribs. Ooh. Good call. Yeah. Definitely. Ribs are very yeah, good. Definitely some kind strong, of ribs. Strong. Coming out of the gate strong, folks. Yes. Uh. Appetizer is going to be something goofy. Maybe like uh, Southwest egg rolls from Chili's. Like something. <laughs> from Chili's specifically. <laughs> I love uh, Ch- you already know I love there's Chili's. A better, you know, there's a better Southwestern egg roll. I've never had another Southwestern egg roll. Yeah, they have really good ones at Cheesecake Factory. They're very good there, yes. Oh, yeah? That's why I have avocado those. egg rolls that are really good, too. They have a hamburger one or a cheeseburger one at, at uh, Cheesecake Factories. Oh, yeah? Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like... You need a nap afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Cheesecake yeah. Factory is, their portions are too big. No, they're perfect. They're just, you have to give up the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you want to be functioning, that's not where you go. <laughs> it's like two meals every time. Yeah. So we got Southwestern egg rolls, yeah. specifically from Chili's. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm going to put uh, sushi, just from like some bomb-ass sushi place or mm-hmm. whatever. And ribs and sushi, I feel like, is a combination that should happen in Texas. Should should happen in Texas. It would be disgusting, but it should happen. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm not a big flavor profile guy. Yeah, it's just gut I, reaction. I feel like you sushi. watch somebody who's annoying say flavor profile, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, I'm like, gonna get this in. Doug, <laughs> when it's on your palate and yeah. uh, you're getting sour notes, you're getting salty notes. No, okay, yeah. no, I'm just trying to sound pretentious. Yeah. But um, I love sushi. I love ribs. I would never think to put them together. They shouldn't be together, but I'm about to be executed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I thought you said earlier they should. I was like, whoa, 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 wow. That should be the goal of every last meal is to die of the food right yeah. before. Yeah. It'd be like, I got you guys right before. You've been. I feel like you've been trying to do that for months now, going into McDonald's, getting, getting chicken nuggets. Yeah. And getting the special sauce. I mean, it's not good. It's not good for my health. I'll tell you what. McDonald's has good coffee. Good coffee. Yeah. Really good coffee. They also have good iced coffee. I was shocked. So we have my office. We brew coffee every morning. And we used to always get Starbucks coffee. And um, we were going to go order some. And my coworker was like, hey, have you ever tried McDonald's coffee? I was like, nope. And he's like, let's get that. So we got it. It's way better. So much better. So I was blown away. Same coffee shop I met Dave Chappelle in. They trained me on why Starbucks is not good because I was our main competitor. Uh-huh. We actually put a Starbucks out of business, which <laughs> I've never heard of happen uh-huh. otherwise. So uh, they they buy up the cheapest beans and then they over roast them. So yeah. the reason it's a dark roast is because it's like low quality beans yeah. or whatever. So that's why it tastes all smoky and yeah. all that stuff. That's why it tastes like shit. Yeah. That's why I hate Starbucks. Yeah, I mean this yeah. this McDonald's uh, coffee experience is. Showing me the light, um, I'll never go back. Yeah. Which I still go all the time. I feel, I Starbucks, Starbucks? I feel like, yeah, is an easy Why? thing to shit on. I don't go, like, I don't go because I want to, but on the road or whatever, like, it's easy to get a nitro or something like that. But every time I rail against Starbucks, I feel like I'm 
Just doing the Fight Club thing. Yeah. That's all you're doing. You've been that capitalism. The dude that talks about Fight Club after he's 22 is not the guy you want to be talking to. He's like, <laughs> very fair. Yeah, you're like, you know, get your life together. We understand it, capitalism isn't perfect, but just like, I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> like, we get it. You like soap. Same vein as that. What? It's the person who talks about Sublime, the band, after like 25. Or it's like, horrible. <laughs> they shouldn't even talk about it when you're 15. Look, I, I, well, okay, I liked it when I in my they had a time and place. Uh, Are you kidding me? I, oh, I never liked Sublime. Sublime. Really? Uh, no, I never. God, I hated Sublime. Why? I hated that whole era of like there was a couple people that were good at making music that didn't shower and were from the Pacific Northwest, and then everybody was like, "That's our thing." Yeah. Sublime or, is yeah. nothing like grunge. I'm not saying it's like grunge, but it's the vibe of like, hey, we hang out at bowling alleys and smoke too many cigarettes because we don't have anywhere else to go in this small town. Like, it's that vibe. Yeah. Look, this aggression will not stay. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I got, I'm not like um, dying on the sublime hill, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, like, what kind of music were you into growing up? Oh, terrible stuff. I was into. Well, I, I like the old Beatles. I had like a good classic rock <laughs> type These guys thing. Like, oh, yeah, like terrible stuff, really embarrassing stuff, like the Beatles. The like, Beatles, come on. yeah. <laughs> no, but I liked embarrassing stuff. Like, I liked My Chemical Romance, like all that, like emo stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. Brand new was big for a little while. Taking Back Sunday, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, I genuinely like a lot of the early Blink 182 albums still to this day. And yet you're going to shit on Sublime that hard. Yeah. Because hey, we all make mistakes. There's not that doesn't mean my feel track like record is perfect. Personal opinion, obviously. I feel like my chemical romance might be a bigger mistake than Sublime. Like Sublime will age much better. It a hundred percent will. Yeah. But that doesn't stop me from trying to shit on you. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You know? I just you know, they got a nice little vibe. That's all I'm saying. It's chill. It's like stoner surfer rock. Or something, not even rock, really. I grew up in California, and I still never got into the stoner surfer stuff. Yeah. It was just, it had no appeal to me. And most of my friends were all into it. Yeah. One, so many people I knew, they were like, I'm learning how to play guitar because I got the Sublime CD. That was their whole motivation. Yeah. Well, yeah. they wanted to play the guitar like a motherfucking riot. So, there's that. And I, I, I will say, getting older, I'm... I like that I'm now out of touch with music. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I, I have one friend who still asks me what I l- am listening to, and it's like, I'm listening to good sound. I'm listening to Marvin Gaye. I'm listening to MF Doom. I'm listening to stuff I like, but just I don't like having that conversation anymore. Like, what, what's what's on your playlist, bro, or whatever. It's like, I, I don't have acne anymore. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we were talking about this before, like, before you got here. I was like, as I've gotten older, I've just I can't keep up with like the new stuff, and maybe it's yeah, maybe I'm just jaded, and I'm just like oh the new music sucks or whatever. But like there is some good stuff that is newer, but I just don't want to have to chase it. Like I don't want to like I find music from watching movies and TV. That's like, a good. Oh, one. Yeah. oh, what's that song? That's a good song. Or, mm. Like out and you look it up, and then you mm. add that to the playlist. Yeah, but I don't want to have to listen to whole albums to get two good songs, maybe. Cause like Dan, we're talking about he's listened like music's a big part of his life. Horn scene, yeah, yeah. big part of your life too. But every time he sent me a suggestion, he thinks he knows what I like. Because I tell him I like this, I like that. He's like, oh, you probably like this person or this person or this person. Yeah. Every suggestion, major fail. And it's not his fault. I wish I liked more music. Mm. It's just I like 
like radio, radio friendly or not radio like it has to be good enough to make it to the radio. If it yeah. never made it to the radio, there's typically a reason, in my opinion. No, 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 no. There's plenty of good music that I never made it to the radio. My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy the commercialism thing, but I, it's comforting to just not have to adapt anymore. I think that's what it is. I mean, I'll adapt whenever I, something comes to me. Yeah. But I'm not going to go proactively go look for it. Yeah. It's just too much of a hassle. Yeah. I want to enjoy the, the hits. So what are, what's on your guys' death row meals? Death row. I thought you were about yeah, to say yeah, playlist. I was like, yeah. he's literally going to ask us what he just said he hates when people yeah. ask him. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a later episode. We can't give away ours. Oh, you can't. All right. Yeah. All right. So um, we'll take yours into advice. No dessert on yours? The, the dessert, I would say, I, I do have one. There's one ice cream cake at... Dairy Queen. Hell yes. It's amazing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they have they've been they've been making them for years. Yeah, yeah. Not that many people down here know about it for some reason. I was oh, like they talking know. about it. Yeah. They used to feel guilty about them. It's amazing. <laughs> it's got a little fudge, little crunchies, little ice cream. We when we did our episode on fast food, Dairy Queen, you I went with it. Dairy Queen solely for the desserts. Yeah. Dairy Queen has solid regular shit though, too. Yeah, they, yeah. they have steak fingers that are really good. Yeah. They don't have that outside of Texas. The burgers are good. The burger's decent. Yeah. Fries are good. Um, but that's a, I went. They have Dairy Queens like all over the all over the U.S. It used to be like one of the biggest chains in America. Okay, and it's just been not ever been updated since. And just yeah. going to the yeah, yeah. toilet. But um, <laughs> in Florida, they don't have steak fingers. And I went to another state; they don't have steak fingers. It's just chicken tenders. Yeah. How hard is it to get steak? Fro- frozen steak. You're fingers. upset about very weird things. <laughs> These things bother me. Like, why? that's absolutely true. Like, yeah. small stuff bothers me way more than big stuff. Yeah, which is weird. Like, I feel like you'd be an interesting guy to go to war with because, like, <laughs> something would be going downhill, and you would just be like, "Where is the bathroom?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's <laughs> just weird. Yeah. yeah, I could go to like I could walk. Into like the no man's land, not be that upset. Yeah. But if a mosquito bites me like right in a really inconvenient area where I can't scratch it, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like outside of Auschwitz. You'll be like, this is the worst thing that has happened today. <laughs> <laughs> this mosquito, not all these people we just found. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You think, you think there'll ever be another world war? World War. Uh, unfortunately, I do. I don't want to take so. it in a dark way, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do think so. <laughs> Why not take it in a dark way? Let's, let's take it in a dark, dark way. Dark, let's get let's dark go. As fuck. Let's get dark as My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you had a little angsty in you. I think that makes sense. Now. A little angst. Yeah. Yeah. I like too relaxed on stage. You're like this guy. Yeah. This guy. Well, with he this. used to have longer hair. I was like, okay. This I knew this is... was going to come up. All right, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he's either a stoner, which I didn't think you were, which you uh. might be. I don't know. But like I was like, it doesn't seem like he's a stoner. Uh, so he's got some angst in him somewhere. He's angsty. Like, or he was in a band at some point. Were you ever in a band? No. I, I would have been fine with being in a band. I just wasn't musically inclined. Gotcha. Yeah. What would you have played? Uh, I would have. Lo- I tried to play guitar a couple times, but my pinky won't bend on command or whatever, and it was it was downhill from there. Sorry to hear that. So, all right, let's talk about this beef. <laughs> so, when I when I when, when I was already out in comedy, I think you started maybe a year or two after me, something uh-huh, like yeah. that. 
there was a time where Adam was hosting and he would always bring me up as like this guy with the luxurious hair. Yeah. He'd bury me before my sets every time. Oh, bury you by giving you compliments? Yeah, but it's the douchey compliments. It's like, oh, this- <laughs> oh yeah. I would love to have those douchey compliments. You kidding me? Yeah. I'm more shitting on myself than, than, uh, yeah, yeah. How is it? Okay, I hear you, but yeah, okay. Well, this no, is no, no, I don't think you were being douchey to me, but there are yeah. things if I liked about myself on stage uh-huh. would be annoying to an audience of uh, like, oh, this guy likes his hair or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just annoying. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't just go, all right, next to the stage, uh, Doug Sanders, get off, get off there. I had to have yeah. a little personality. I, oh, I was fine with Nick that. Nick loved yeah. it. Nick, uh, <laughs> why is Palermo? Yeah, he would always come up there and have roast my ass like right as soon as he got there. Yeah, I think I made a joke after you doing it so many times. See, yeah, you're welcome. I got, <laughs> yeah. you, I got you some new material because it was like it was the whole thing about a bald guy will compliment your hair, but there's a certain there's like a dark anger underneath it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just like sadly, is it annoying when guys have long hair or something no, like that? Because I, I didn't notice that you did not have hair, and then you would bring it up every time <laughs> we were on stage. Well, it's part of a yeah. Like, yeah, I have a jokes about it. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. That'd be like uh, that would be like you going up. So obviously, it's tough out there for white people. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Thanks not, for not backing that up at all. You <laughs> not the no. podcast I signed up for. No, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. But like, uh, everyone has their own experience, right? So hmm. a lot of Asian comics will talk about Asian stuff. A lot of Latin comics will talk about Latin stuff. Yeah. Lot, it's not a lot of white people are just like talking about like, these are my white experiences because it's just like not relatable. Yeah. It's just not, inter- it's not an other. It's not, like, not unique. Yeah. So yeah, it's the default. everyone finds what's unique to them. So if you're a bigger comic, you talk about being bigger, some not you don't have mm. to, but it would make sense. It's the easy stuff when you have five minutes, you have to make somebody relate to you. You talk about what they can see, they yeah. don't know my personality, yeah, they don't know my family or this, whatever. I could tell them, but when you're early on in a comedy, you joke about what's obvious, yeah. So, I to not joke about being bald would be or having red facial hair mm. would be. I mean, I, I certainly could. Yeah, but I felt like it, the audience enjoyed it. I enjoy self-deprecating humor, so that would like, be wild for me to ignore that. I can't believe yeah. I haven't written any jokes about how I turn red easily. I've been doing comedy like coming up on three years. Oh, over three years now, and I've never made a joke about how I blush very easily, which is wild. It's right there. You're like a Victorian woman being exposed <laughs> yeah. to the world. You're like, like dearest I just showed me. off my ankles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually sit down and just do it, but like, um, yeah. What were we talking about before we started talking about hair? Uh, no idea. I blacked out with anger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In typical Adam fashion. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? I'm completely lost. Talking about you were talking about the victimization of white people and no, <laughs> no, is that no, it? That was it not. It sounded it. like we were. That was we're not going. it. Something about Timothy McVeigh, like <laughs> he had a bad rap. Ideas, but- <laughs> yeah. Ruby Ridge, you mentioned. If I was to side with any of the awful pieces of human debris that have done awful things to the world, it wouldn't be him. I would say the one. You know, who, you don't have oh, to, right? I know what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. But if I ask you a hypothetical question, yeah, please. Don't. You have to have a favorite, not favorite. You have to say that one horrible human being 
had some interesting ideas, who would you pick? One horrible human being? Yeah. Absolute awful person. <laughs> who has led to deaths that horrible? Not just like, oh, he was an asshole or he did this, that, or the other. Yeah. Had interesting ideas, but horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could go not killing people straight up and go like Ford, like had whatever, like the whole idea of the assembly. Wait, like, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> wait, who you think? Yeah, he was a horrible person. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that President hating Gerald Jewish Ford? people. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was his interesting idea. Like, Jesus Christ, Doug. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Horrible for that reason. Oh, yeah. Or the whatever, Elder Zion's somehow, pa- papers or somehow whatever. Somehow under, underknown. I feel like it's, I, like, I guess he somehow gets legacied in to don't shit on big well, I mean, producers him, and yeah stuff like yeah that. there's a he lot. was an awful piece of shit the, but that's also the thing of that era is like it's horrible stuff horrible stuff but it was stuff to where like people were publishing papers like this and sharing it so there's a level of like the culture was a little bit that way too yeah, whatever, I, yeah. he is a notch better than somebody who actually straight up killed people or yeah. got people killed yeah so i'll give you that but he's not far off of it like well, this dude wasn't disney like anti-semitic too or something like that there's that's uh, that's the Walt i've disney? heard something about it like, I, we, I don't know about but it's, it's from around that same era of like 1920s 30s dudes yeah. that are whatever making mm-hmm. it in business there's like this rampant anti-semitism and they still have good ideas elsewhere but culturally they're just way off the mm-hmm. mark right? yeah like right. way off the mark like that's kind of a kind of cheating answer. Oh yeah, you want you want somebody who killed people? Yes. <clears throat> I mean, I think Hitler had good speeches. Like I've thought about that. <laughs> is like if he was at a Toastmasters, he would be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never did any ums or ahs. Yeah. Uh, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna clip that, loop it, then we have our episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He I was, did horrible things. I was gonna say execute horrible things, but uh, like was great at speaking. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a good idea. I mean, that's, yeah. but that's how crazy it was. He was a homeless dude and spoke so, so well. Yeah. He convinced everybody to do crazy stuff. Yeah. He was just passionate. I mean, he was definitely. Well, he, he was smart. He it. knew what people wanted. He knew what everyone was desperate for. And so he was like, I can figure out a way to deliver on some of these yeah. promises. Notice that both of his options hated Jews. Interesting. Why are you trying? This is not the podcast I signed up for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's uh, just—it's it, such a weird thing to me, though, with Hitler. It's because like he was not in power, and then he spoke so good, he, he was, was in power. Yeah. He was, he was just at the yeah. absolute right place, uh, at, at right, the right time. time. Yeah. Yeah. A homeless artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he worked for the military. He was in the military. Well, that's before he got into military. And, World War One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's in the military, and then he was like a spy yeah. for the military on yeah. these. Rabble on, rousers. Yeah, on the Nazis and then joined them. Yeah, he's like, actually, you crazy. know what? I agree with these people. Yeah. So he was being, he had, if it wasn't, if he hadn't gotten that job, if he hadn't been in the war, if he hadn't been a failed artist, there's so many ifs to where he could have been mm. a, just a piece of shit. But I was going to pick uh, the Unabomber. I don't know anything about his actual life. Yeah. So he actually wrote like, this huge manifesto that got published. That's how he got caught. Yeah. But he was a genius that, um, was a very big like Luddite. Uh, he thought Anti. that technology was going to ruin uh, the social cohesion. Yeah. So it, he basically predicted a lot of stuff that came true. And he was, well, it's mm. unfortunate. I mean, obviously he's a monster. Like he, he killed people by sending bombs to him. Yeah. But um, 
And the whole reason he would send these bombs was to, he would send them to like technologists and people who are like deforestation people. Okay. Because he was big on nature and like having peace and being away from like the. So he was just like a Lorax that went wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, um, he was, he was right about some stuff about how if we, like, the social cohesion is basically falling apart as where everyone just becomes yeah. completely isolated to their phone. He talked about like he didn't talk about their phone, but per se, but he talked about like TVs and and. Um, so you like him for the fact that he realized that technology has downsides, or what do you? No, mean? I don't say I like it. I'm just saying that he was an awful human being, but some of what he said was true. So he was. Not- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I what, just like the idea that he's a Lorax that yeah. just like went wrong. Yeah. He could have gone either way, but he got fucked over by the CIA like, really bad. Cause he was in Harvard hmm. as a 15 year old. Oh yeah. And they put him through these experiments where they literally went like purposely went out to break him down. Like just would shit on him hmm. for hours on end. And, um, yeah, he snapped when he was, trying to enter the cia no no it was just part of an experiment at the university he was attending harvard yeah. harvard some some school that never i heard don't of never heard i of. went to the ohio state university that's a so real school know. yeah thank yeah. you with a football team all right yeah. so what happened then so they it, it was one of his professors was like hey you're really intelligent he thought he was a gifted student he's like you should take part in these experiments and so then the cia was like right. let's just fuck yeah. with this guy and tear him apart yeah yeah and he was the youngest person in the experiment, obviously, because he, he was he was a genius, and he yeah. went into college young. So they just tore him apart. Yeah, it was like the classic. It's a, <laughs> it, it was really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of bald guys in the CIA. Oh, yeah, got, like a luscious <laughs> head of hair. And they're like, look at Mister Locks over here. Yeah. He's this young sixteen-year-old has hair. Fuck him. So what do they do? They like tortured him, or they like just kind of like psychological. Him? So yeah, oh, yeah, it was psychological. So what they did was like. They would have him come up with a, an opinion on a topic. And so it was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they would have him have an opinion on a topic. Uh-huh. And then they would go into a room and they would just have these people who would just like rip it to shreds, even though it didn't deserve to be ripped to shreds. Like, but just like, even if they didn't agree that it was wrong, they would just like, like you're an idiot. It's like, I can't believe this is such amateurism. Like, just. Try so, to break him down mentally. So he started doing open mics and then yeah, yeah. didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what... I mean, I'm going to move off to the hills and not bother anybody. That's going to be great. Um, yeah. But um, no, he just got he got psychologically tortured. Right. And then why Unabomber? Like, why is a Una because just one? No, it's because why? it was... He got a bomb on a plane. It was okay. United, which is what the Una stands for. Okay. And bomber. So it's all based on him getting one bomb on a plane that actually, I think, malfunctioned. So that was like the first big one. Mm. And then they noticed the pattern. And he, he sent this ship like decades. Yeah, it was yeah. decades. He was like super careful about where he dropped him off. And, and just because the manifesto. Yeah, because mm-hmm. his sister-in-law That's where every- noticed his writing and his verbiage. Yeah. And showed it to her brother or his brother. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's that's where all these guys from the twentieth Henry Ford, all of them or whatever, just don't give them a typewriter. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, yeah, he seems fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say the worst person I think who led to deaths but had great ideas would have to be Dave Thomas. Oh, with who Wendy's? Dave Thomas kill? 
all of people with heart disease. Oh. But they got great fries and a, you know, like the. Yeah. Oh That's gosh. even a weaker answer than his. Hey, it's a truthful answer. Well, actually, he went yeah. pretty. He went pretty bold after I called out his weak answer <laughs> with full blown Hitler. Yeah, so. well, I don't even remember what my first one was. Henry Ford. Henry, Henry Ford. Ford. <laughs> I was like Mister Rogers, and then Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good enough for you, you jerk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no. Oh, also, I got a little Wendy's trivia. Do you know how Wendy's picks their locations? No. Have you heard this ever? So McDonald's spends a shitload of money on market research about what blocks are correct and all that stuff. And Wendy's doesn't do any, and they just open up right across the street from McDonald's. <laughs> Genius. That is the way to live life. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Thomas is yeah. ahead of his game. He somehow turned his like schmo ass character <laughs> into like, a really good spokesperson. Yeah. He also he knew uh I watched a thing. He knew KFC. Yeah, he knew Colonel Sanders, Sanders. and yeah. like did all that stuff or whatever, was next to that crazy ass personality and was like, Hey, I'm just a dude with glasses. He's like oh, one <laughs> of one of three people or uh, he's one of the so you have to get to like the very, very top of KFC to know their recipe. Yeah. He actually knew what the recipe was. He knew the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. The Colonel, another good spokesperson. I bet you he was a piece of shit. If there was like a deep dive into his background. <laughs> oh. you know how bad he was? Papa John's just quoted him and Papa John's is out of the yeah. game. He <laughs> direct quoted him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, Papa. I wonder how he's doing these days. He's RIP to a bad one. But um, yeah. So you said that you think there is going to be another war? I, I think there that's will just got, just from yeah. the yeah that's what it was yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I think there will be just from the nature that humans can't share like I think it's just it's that bad we're mm-hmm. we're weapons are getting better somebody there's enough psychopaths running different countries that it, there's yeah. gonna be a problem out of curiosity yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago I was curious I was like how many dictatorships actually exist in the world right now and it's yeah. fifty fifty that was a Way hell of a lot more than I thought yeah. I was like, wow, 50 is a lot. And I've actually been to some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this gives me a new perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I listen to, I listen to this podcast called Real Dictators. Mm-hmm. Good podcast. And I listen to um, Josh and Henry's Hardcore or Hard Fried History. Yeah, very good. About, yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. And they did one on Muammar Gaddafi. And knowing that their, like, their leanings, I wasn't surprised. They were like, really easy on him. Mm-hmm. And... He had like a lot of, they're like, basically, Josh was pretty much like, I like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to Josh after this. Yeah, like, yeah. I never said any of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I, he was, yeah. he's a big fan. But like, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I'm listening to this Real Dictators, mm. and it's like a seven parter, like 40 minute episodes. Yeah. And that dude did have like really good intentions for a long time. And then he just snapped and became a pretty awful person. Yeah. And then he survived. Like he, as the dictators go, uh-huh. at least based on my knowledge, he was the one that seemed had the best intentions and did the least amount of just like hardcore. Like he wasn't like a Stalin just would like kill hundreds, if not uh-huh. thousands of people on a whim. And this guy, yeah. he seemed, he did kill some people that were like dissidents. He's no Dave Thomas, but yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, he did, a, he, Libya was a like the poorest country on the planet mm-hmm. when he took over. Obviously, finding oil made a huge, 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 huge difference. Yeah, but the literacy rate went from like like in the below ten, I think, okay. to eighty eight percent. Yeah, like uh, he did a lot of great like great stuff for the country. 
to where they are now. Yeah. But if he just the whole he could have been cool with lo- like losing power. He could have been a, a hero throughout the time, but he just snapped and had to kill a couple of people that were against like him. like the Batman that stuck in like too long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he lived to see himself become the villain. So I, I had to retract my thoughts on like I was like, man, I can't believe they let this dictator off so easy. Yeah. But when I learned more about him, I was like, okay. I remember when remember when he was, his body was getting dragged through the streets yeah. or whatever. I called my mom and we were talking about something else and she was like, Oh yeah, you see what happened to Gaddafi? Used to be a good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was her takeaway. Uh, <laughs> He's a corpse getting dragged through the streets. Yeah, yeah. And then also I think she met uh Jesse Owen or not Jesse Owen, Jesse uh Jesse Jackson when she was in college, like in the eighties when he was running for president. Mm. And her recollection of that is he smelled good. Like she's meeting weird people and taking away the wrong. Thing. What are you? What are you learning about your mom right now? <laughs> I am learning that she's wait. A she tri- met Muammar Gaddafi. No, she didn't meet Gaddafi, but she met uh, Jackson. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She did. I mean, how the fuck did she meet him? She's just like a dictator groupie. Yeah, I'm sure they exist. There's yeah. No doubt in my mind. Um, <laughs> but um, he certainly had a great uh, fashion sense. Gaddafi. Yeah. yeah. He also he had a thing where he would like bring tents. Yeah, yeah, bring right? tents with yeah, because yeah. that that goes back to his culture. He's Bedouin, and they're like basically nomads okay. that live in tents. And like no matter how rich he got, he's like I'm not too good to sleep in a tent. He never forgot where he came from. Basically, oh, so it was like an act of humbleness or something. Yeah, like that? okay. No, but, I don't know about humbleness. It's just like this is what my people do. Yeah, and he's like I'm not gonna forget that kind of a thing. But then his kids, also, I mean, obviously he was a billionaire, like lived pretty lavishly, but he would, he also like, that's what, what struck me about learning about him. And I don't know how much we want to talk about Gaddafi, but, um, is he did seem to be somewhat engaged in his country and having like some of their well being. but then like he got into this crazy censorship yeah. and all this awful stuff. This is what they need. They need a retirement that looks cool for dictators. Yes! Because yes. <laughs> they don't know what to do next, so they're just like, I don't want to just be the loser who quit. Well, uh, yeah. unlike um, Saddam, Saddam was a monster who killed a lot of people before he even got to power, yeah. and then when he got into power, he killed even more people. So that dude does not get to retire, period. So Gaddafi, mm. he got into a power in a completely bloodless coup, because the guy was the guy who was in power was like a puppet of the West, okay. and he was like legit fucking over his country. Um, Again, so he, this is not the podcast I signed <laughs> up for. Yeah. All right, go ahead. But um, he got he got in and did a lot of really good stuff for the, like a decent chunk of time, and then he just um, wasn't cool with anyone arguing with him, basically. Yeah. yeah, and then he started killing people, and at that point, you don't get to retire. But like, if you to have somebody that he was in power for, I think t- over 10 years before he turned bad, broke bad. Yeah. And I mean, you're essentially recommending a performance review for dictators. It's <laughs> like, all right, we're going to try not to kill anybody. We're going to try to grow the GDP. And then if you do well, but like, here's the thing, little Derek cream. Yeah. So like yeah. maybe like a sunset clause, like if you crush it yeah, for 10 years, somebody swoops in from some other government. Like, look, we see where you, where they start to you start to see little tendencies mm. where they're turning into a bad dictator because dictator like by definition is not a terrible thing. It's just saying one person's in charge, right? 
it's got a negative connotation because there have been so many shitty dictators exactly. that just ruined millions of people's lives. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, look, obviously, as an American who lives in a capitalist society, I would say this is the best system in the world. I wish everyone could have it. But there's just certain countries that don't want it. They want no part of it. And I should be, we should be cool with saying, yeah, you don't have to have it. If you want to have this system, go for it. So we all agree that there's going to be another war? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think <laughs> yes. my argument, I mean, scarcity of resources is a factor, I think. Yeah. But I think more than anything, it's just given the stretch of time, it's just bound to happen. Hmm. Um, hopefully. Do you think within our lifetimes? Or what do we think? Uh, I think it's possible, but I don't know. Yeah. I think it's unlikely. I think yeah. that nuclear bombs prevent a lot of the World War Two, World War One, because like the the we're literally the whole world is at war, yeah, in a concentrated area. So I just think there's so many countries that just have these deterrents, yeah, to where right. like if you if you come if we go if we were to like say hey India you don't get to exist anymore we're gonna come take over like uh no you're not we'll blow up your entire country. So that's just not going to happen ever. Same with America. Yeah. That's the whole Same. reason North Korea has never been invaded. Exactly. Yeah. It's because they have nuclear weapons, so no one can touch them. They so know I, that. I think there's enough countries that exist to where that won't, we won't get to that level, yeah. at, least, at least until we figure out how to get rid of nukes. I don't know how you could even do that. Yeah. But um, I think there'd be tons of regional wars, tons, like Iraq War. Afghanistan war, all bunch. Well, those will never go away. Puppet yeah. wars like the Cold Wars. There's all the wars that the East and the West just had their hands in. We'll support this side. The other guys support that I, side. That still goes on now. Yeah, I just find yeah. it hard. I mean, I think it will happen eventually, given time. But I find yeah. it hard to believe that a global where it's axes versus allies kind of a setup any time in our lifetime. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't think that's doing anything. The knocking on wood? <laughs> I think knocking on wood is going to stop the next world war. I'm sorry. I thought you said you were a sports fan. You're telling me you're not superstitious? No, not at all. Well, that's unfortunate. You're, you're I don't rock. think it's bad that you knocked on wood. I just don't think it's preventing nuclear holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> agree, agree to disagree. <laughs> so do you have any shows coming up you want to share? Nothing uh, that I have to promote right now, but I'm going to be releasing some content or whatever on my social. So just what does that mean? Following sketches. Oh, okay. I didn't know you did sketches. Yeah, I do sketches now. Who do you do these sketches with? I'm doing them with myself, Adam. Got no friends. <laughs> Adam making it positive. At the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested to see these now. He's a very angry Who, man. Yes, Who, he is. Who's filming these sketches? Uh, me. One man show over here. Mm-hmm. Why are you making it sound worse than it is? <laughs> no, it could be great. I'm just like it's uh, unique. I'm glad that you put that's just Adam's like way. That. Yeah, yeah. Very brave of you. You're just an angry person <laughs> who thinks the Unabomber had a great idea. <laughs> okay, Mister Hitler over here. I just said he was. And what a cop out with Dave Thomas. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could do a podcast of strictly hypothetical questions you could do uh, easily you could because yeah. you have thousands of them yeah. locked and loaded yeah, i'm doing that but yeah uh so the instagram's at comedy doug and then uh yeah i'll come back when That's shows and all d-u-g d-o-u-g okay you don't know how to spell doug <laughs> well, you dug a hole <laughs> oh my gosh now we're doing puns yeah <laughs> can we go back to the unabomber stuff yeah. or <laughs> your thoughts on western society <laughs> I, I would skinny like to, chips. Yeah. Right. God. Skinny chips. It's a no. Give me chips. 
Adam's all into the microchipping. Big fan of it. You think you've been microchipped? Or no, what? I no. want to be microchipped. Yeah. To a pr- like, it's a long story. We could, <laughs> they would be a long, long, long story. We'll talk about this. We've after. gone over thousands yeah. of yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> so all your socials are uh, comedy, comedy, comedy dad. Yeah, or Doug okay. Sanders on other stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you giving us your death row meal. I'll come yes. back anytime to talk about food or if you have Enrique on just because he's so wild. Oh, yeah. yeah. Enrique, we need We haven't. You got him on early. That was over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Give me on with him. We'll talk about it. One time he tried to give me a horse hair necklace. What? Before I knew him and I thought he was going to kill me. And then I, I trust him now. Was it like... The, Wait, what? Okay, we need to book Sorry. this. This yeah, needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Horsehair necklace story. How yeah. do we get through an hour and a half of talking about all kinds of random shit? I mean, I can do it quickly, but I think it'll be better if Enrique if, if can de- here. Yeah, if he can defend himself and also explain what the hell he was thinking. That sounds like some wild shit he would do. <laughs> it was before he was like starting to go up regularly, and he gave me a necklace that looked like you know what somebody would give you before they skin you alive and wear your skin. <laughs> yeah. He has gone through some unique looks throughout just the time I've known him. He's so much He was more wearing normal. a dashiki yeah. on a regular basis for a while. Uh, Wasn't that an El Salvadorian thing or no? No. I'm pretty sure it was a dashiki. Just straight dashiki? Yeah. Is there a El Salvadorian equivalent? I have no idea about the fashion of El Salvador. Uh, me neither. I've never been. Not to El Salvador, no. Have you been anywhere in South America? Not in South America, no. I've been to Central America. You ever been to South America? Not South, Central. I've been to Central. I do want to go to South America, though. Yeah. Where would you go? Brazil, Argentina? Argentina. Chile. Argentina. Argent- Argentina. He said Chile the right way, and then you tried to piggyback on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you like start talking about the Spanish list. <laughs> Argentina notoriously uh, sympathizes with the Nazis. Oh, my God. It's true. Yeah, the Nazi gold and all that stuff. Yeah. Also, fans of Madonna, because wasn't she like, uh, what's that? Don't, uh, uh, don't cry for me. Don't Argentina. cry for me. What was that about? Was that a dictator? There's a song about crying, I think. Can we talk about it? Do we still like Madonna? Cause I no, I never liked her. No. I, I've gone through so not liking her for years that now I'm coming back out around on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I've walked, I'm a long standing yeah. hatred of the 80s. Of the 80s? Her, all of her hits were from the 80s. Her, yeah. it pretty much is the definition. I mean, it was some of the better stuff from the 80s, like yeah. pop stuff, but it was so like airy and. Ugh. I liked all the stuff that was like a fake movie, like anything that was like a fake movie. Like Whitney Houston did a couple of those music videos, yeah. and I love like the Take a Bow and all that stuff or whatever. There was like stuff that was cinematic, but then there was like the poppy stuff that I just couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say you want that to come back? No, I'm just saying I, I've gone from hating Madonna to now I realize like, oh, I kind of like her or whatever. Like I feel like if you. I don't like that she faked a British accent for a long time. You just faked a Spanish accent. I, I no pressure. <laughs> I sp- misspoke, but like, and then there was the whole um, Kabbalah thing was odd. Oh, I haven't followed the last ten years, so I yeah, don't know. yeah. But um, no, I mean, I got no major beef with her. Yeah, she's not a fan. She seems like she'd be annoying, but like a normal person at a dinner party. Yeah, she's from Detroit. <laughs> she's like, she's oh, from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't be too full of yourself if you're from Detroit. No. 
They're pretty down to earth people. Eminem's not down to earth at all. Yeah, I feel like he is. Eminem? Yeah, he's just an angry person. Oh, so you were late. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, like that's all. Normal. Which was what's crazy that you don't like Sublime. Y'all seem like such happy people. <laughs> but that's we recognize that Sublime is fake happy. No. <laughs> yes. It's it's the Jimmy Buffett where thing. He doesn't like Jimmy Buffett doesn't like to travel. He knows Midwesterners like thinking about traveling. So they're like, I'm gonna make a margarita. I I, I understand what you're saying here. Yeah. But he seems like one of the few people I would say, like, no, this guy legit likes this shit mm. he legit loves his cheesy ass songs mm. hamburger in paradise or cheeseburger in paradise? cheeseburger in paradise oh <laughs> i have a thing about cheeseburger in paradise but i don't want to if you're trying to wrap up don't don't worry about it <laughs> just cheese all right i'm going in <laughs> cheeseburger in paradise is a song about wanting a cheeseburger in paradise right and somewhere midway through the song he goes i'm just a cheeseburger in paradise so he switches tenses and becomes the cheeseburger mm-hmm. mid thing, and it's a psychopathic move. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. it's pretty weird. Scares me. Like, I don't it's get like it. Yeah, per- why would he do that? It's a person talking about how great it would be to eat a cheeseburger, and then midway through, he is I've become the cheeseburger in paradise. Maybe he wants to get eight. And then we get into weird, whatever, Adam's take on it or <laughs> yes. whatever. Yeah. What other interpretation is there? <laughs> that is, if Adam had a uh, dating profile, I think it would start with, I'm just a cheeseburger in paradise. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I need to start, right. I just need to start straight up lying or get somebody like Enrique to come up, like fluff it up for me. You're just going to go straight catfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different pictures and everything. Just yes. Not me at all. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to wear this cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go a real bold move. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, hey, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. We're going to wrap up. Um, We've got uh, places to go, people to see, um, more shit to talk about. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have hookah together after this talk about the same crap. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take you down really down the rabbit hole, which I didn't. He's like, this is not the the hookah experience I signed up for. Yes, Yes, but anytime. This is fun. Yeah, Yeah, this is a blast. We'll have you back on with Enrique. That'd be so much fun. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.